Um, what? Yeah, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Right. That, that, that actually comes straight from Argomar, from Rishon Argomar. Okay, let's uh, go into our, uh, as Rabbi Weberman likes to call it, our ADD shir, the 10 minutes of halacha. Um, so you requested a shir on payot and a shir on payas. So today I'm going to do, <laughs> do the one on payas. Um, the, uh, the, the issue, there, there, I wrote an article on this if anyone's interested and uh, if, you, if you want um, more, <laughs> if you want more, no, just the ones I'm doing first. So if you want more discussion on, uh, on, on the topic, I'll be happy to email it to you. I don't think I posted it anywhere because um, I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. Uh, the the most complicated issue when it comes to Hilchas Peyos Harosh, which is I assume what you meant, right? Not to Peyos Hazaka, I assume you meant to Peyos Harosh, um, is exactly what the location of the Peyos are, right? Where are you not allowed to cut off on the on the Peyos? So the Gemara Mesechus Nazir Daf Ches says that you're not allowed to shave your entire head. That's a violation of shaving off your Peyos, even though normally the Isser in the Torah is losakit that you're not allowed to round off. And when you shave your entire head, everything's gone. So it's not a hakafa. Umar says it's still an iser. Perhaps because very often when you shave your entire head, you start with a hakafa and then continue on to, to shaving the rest. So what? You did an avera and then Lumafreya turned out it wasn't an avera. So whatever it is, whatever the svara is, the Gemara assumes you can't be mak of kalarosh, which by the way is a major issue. A lot of people, uh, you look around in your shuls probably, there are people when they start losing their hair, uh, sometimes they don't like losing their hair, they don't like the look of uh, hair on the side, so they just shave their heads. It's mamash terrible because uh, shaving the head is, is really it's cutting off the payas. So, uh, so you're not supposed to do that. But wh- what is the exact location of the payas? So this is something that you really need a Masora for. The, uh, the Shulchan Aruch says, Alashan, that it's across from the hair on the, for- on the forehead. <laughs> what in the world does that mean? So Rav Belsky has a beautiful sefer. They, uh, they, they started publishing a lot of Rav Belsky's Torah recently. And uh, they published like a, a halacha sefer with, with, that, that takes out like all the, all the good stuff. It just gives you like bottom line and just what, what you need to know in each of the shilas that he deals with. And uh, he, they, they actually have a diagram there. Rabelsky says there are two basic mesoras for what the high point, what the, meaning we had a boy here in yeshiva, unfortunately, many years ago. Baruch Hashem, he's doing much better now, but we, we got sick and he had to go through chemo and he lost all of his hair. And his friends wanted to, uh, to show camaraderie or whatever. They wanted to show that they, uh, you know, the, to commiserate with him, they all shaved their heads. So one of the boys that shaved their heads knew that you're not supposed to shave off your payas, so he left a tiny drop of hair right over here. He meant well, but he cut off his payas because the, the, the high point of the payas is not next to your ear. It starts somewhere higher up. Right? When you see the Hasidish kids that have all their hair shaved off except for the payas, why do they have all this up here? Because that's part of the payas. Right? The question is, where is the payas exactly? So, Rabelsky basically says there are two Masoras. The more Machmir Masora says that if you were to run your finger along the bottom of, of, of your hair, start from the back and run along the hairline at the bottom, the highest point it gets above your ear, right there, until the place where it, it um, what do you call this part, where you start losing your hair when your hair, hairline recedes, right? That, that place where the hairline recedes, if you were to draw an imaginary line from where the hairline starts to recede when you get to my age, to the to the to the top of, of the of of the hair of, of above the ear to where the hair starts above the ear draw an imaginary curved line that's peosarosh that's the top line where you can't cut above where you can't cut below rather and that's one misora the other misora he says is no you start from where the ear connects to the head at the top 
right over there. Or over there. I don't know why we're recording this. No one's going to understand what I'm talking about anyway. And, and you continue to where when the hair goes down over here, it starts to angle in sharply toward your sideburn. So that spot where it starts to angle in sharply toward your sideburn, I could be guessing wrong because I don't have a mirror, but that spot where it starts to angle in sharply toward your sideburn, until right where your ear attaches to your head, that's the top spot. That's the, the line, which is very low, really, which would mean you can shave all this off and you just need to leave right, very little above where, what you would actually call your sideburn. Right? So that's the, the, the two Mesoras of the high point. What's the lowest point that the Peos Harosh have to go down until? So as a kid growing up, I was always told, cut to the bone, right? The bone. It doesn't say that anywhere. That's the problem. It doesn't say that anywhere. Well, certainly not this bone. It might say this bone, <laughs> right? It certainly doesn't say anything about, about this bone. Shulchan Aruch says that it should go down to the bottom of the ear, which is pretty serious. Bottom of the ear is far. It's like all the way over here, right? That's what Shulchan Aruch says. So there is a tshuva, uh, the Aznidbar of Binyamin Zilber and Meir Arik and the tshuva Simre Yosher, uh, if you want the Mar uh whatever, I'll give them to you later. But th- th- there is a tshuva that a couple of Gedolei Achronim have said that the ear does not include the earlobe. When the Shulchan Aruch says the bottom of the ear, he means to the bottom of the cartilage on the ear. It doesn't mean the earlobe. Why? Because one of the rayas, he has several rayas, one of the rayas is Gemara in Kiddushin. Gemara in Kiddushin says that when an Evidivri goes, when, when an Evidivri decides to stay, so you need to pierce his ear. So the Gemara says, where do you pierce his ear? The Gemara says on the top part of the ear, not on the ear lobe. So the Gemara Yosher says, oh, you see from there that the ear lobe is not called the ear, that only the cartilage part is called the ear. So when the Shulchan says, at Sof Ozen, it means only up until where the ear lobe begins, but not, you don't have to go all the way to the bottom, bottom of the ear. That's one daya. Uh, the daya that we're more that, that most people are are somechan is a chuvas eretz tzvi. Ravari tzvi Frimer, who is a rashiva in Chachmei Lublin, it's a tremendous tremendous gadol, um, writes that the end point of the peos harosh is where it's it's pshutok mashmo. Peos harosh mean the corners of the hair on your head, which means where the hair on your head ends and the beard hair begins. That would be the end of the Peos Harosh. Now, what would you, wh- how would you define that? Meaning, if you have a beard, so it just continues. You know, what do you mean that there's? So you'll notice that some people, when they have beards, the consistency of the hair in the beard is very different than the consistency of the hair on top of their head. Where that consistency changes, that's the Peos Harosh. Mamish at that point is the Peos Harosh. In fact, uh, Rabbi Marcus told me that he once asked, um, he once asked Rabbi Bleich. Where the Peos Harosh ended, Rabbi Bleich said that when he was in Tarvdas, he asked Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky pointed to another Rebbe in the yeshiva who had like white hair on his set, or white beard, and I forget which one goes great first, but he had different color on his, on his head and on his beard, and he said, you see where it changes from white to black on that guy? He says, yeah, he says, ah, that's, where, that's where it ends. Meaning, the Peos Harosh, just means the end of the, of the hair on the head. Now, I'm not talking about the length of each hair. I'm talking about how far you have to grow them, right? Peos are not, because we grow up seeing so many Hasidim, we think length of Peos means how long the actual hairs are. That's not what we're discussing now. We're discussing, assuming there's some minimal length that they are, how, how far down, the, meaning where are the roots, is what we're discussing. The roots of which hairs should you not cut, 
right? So, so that those are the the basic the basic uh, approaches. There's the idea that uh, the bottom the the that it should not be cut anywhere above the bottom of the ear, the bottom of the cartilage of the ear, or where it changes from head hair to beard hair, which likely is right around the bone, and that's probably where the idea of the bone came from. It probably came from a Masora that related to that. The width of the pace is also discussion. The smog and the dark emotions say that you're not allowed to thin out the area of the pace. So there's a question. So it, I, what about strays? Like you have uh, hair over over here. You're not allowed to cut those off either. So what about eyebrows? Right. That's right. I mean, how far how far do you go? I mean, it doesn't say how how wide it is. So pastus is it means the continuous area. That anything that's off of the continuous area of payas is not going to be considered part of the payas. So the stomach strays are okay. You don't have to leave stray hairs growing on, on the top of your cheekbones or whatever. So pastures, that's okay. What about the length of the actual hairs? Ooh, we're out of time. There are many different shitos. Pashtus is if you really want to do what, the, what, the, what, what everyone would say is okay, is that you should leave enough hair to grab. Or at least you should leave enough hair k'day lachaf rosho li karo, which usually is the same as as to grab. Lachaf rosho li karo is you take your fingernail and and put the top of the bend the hair in, which is usually about the same amount that you need that you can grab with your finger. If it's shorter than the amount that you could possibly grab, so then there's definitely what to be somichan. Rav Moshe Salvechik is quoted by Rav Shechter and Rav Sharav that he was he was definitely makel as long as you can get your fingernail under it. He thought it's enough to be makel, but uh, you should always you know B'nai Torah should certainly be uh, at least machmir enough that you should be able to uh, to grab the hair. Okay, that's uh, the very short version. Where's the Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.